What's up? What's going on, everyone? I hope everybody's doing good. Thank you so much for joining. This is Perspectives, and my name is Murky. I'm going to try to give everybody a different perspective of life, and I'm going to try and make this the most interesting, fun, and cool podcast out there. Um, it's a podcast I've been thinking about doing for a while, um, where I try my very best to explain the different views on life from as many different people and cultures around the world. I never really wanted to do podcasts. I always thought it was hard to start. Um, but I recently found out it's rather easy, (laughs) so I'm giving it a shot. Um, I kind of wanted this to be more of a in-person type of conversation thing, but I'm no pro at this. Um, I don't really know what I'm doing. Never done this before. Uh, I'm good at talking. That's about it. I'm really good at talking and I just have always felt I needed to let people know what I know. Uh, I'm not going to say I know it all, but... I just feel like I have a lot of info to share and I think that's a big thing in our lives is that if we found something naturally good or like positive, we should share what we've found with others to try and give help or just general knowledge. Knowledge is key supposedly, right? So that's what I'm going to be trying to do in these podcasts whoever listens then great i can't say everyone's going to enjoy the podcast but i'll let god sort that out and decide who listens and who doesn't i'm gonna just put the info out there so i also want to say in no way am i trying to change your mind about things i'm not trying to influence anyone to change things or do things i'm simply going to try and let you view the world from different perspectives. What you want to do with that information and these perspectives is, of course, your choice. I'm not judging anyone or putting anyone down. I'm just telling it how it is. With that being said, I'd like to tell y'all a bit about me. My name's Murky. That's with an E, not with an U. Uh, I was born in Florida. I was there for about eight or nine years. Uh, then I went to kindergarten um, through second grade, second or third grade, one or the other. Um, then I moved to St. Croix, which is in the Virgin Islands. <clears throat> A lot of people don't really know where the Virgin Islands is. They've kind of heard about it because of the cruise ships and everything, but... It's very small. It's four islands and it's a very small section in the Greater Antilles. I believe it's in the Greater Antilles. <clears throat> now, um, Florida, while I was growing up, was a really, like, it was a really nice, organized, strict kind of place where you couldn't climb a tree without the cops showing up. Um, school in Florida was also very organized, you know, 
You gotta walk in a straight line to and from lunch. Uh, Crisscross applesauce, hands in your lap, all that stuff. And the parent-teacher conference every four days. Uh, maybe that was just me, but that's how it was in Florida. St. Croix. <laughs> um, man, St. Croix was the complete opposite. And I mean the complete opposite. Once I moved to St. Croix, I was like... <laughs> my brain literally thought I moved to a third world country. And that's not to put the Virgin Islands down. Anybody who knows me knows that I love St. Croix. It's my favorite place in the world. But it is crazy. If anybody has gone to St. Croix, they can't say that it's not crazy. It's a place where you will get bullied. As my sister and I experienced for a full year until we figured out... We had to start talking Krusian, which is basically a broken English that comes and originates from the Virgin Islands. We had to get tough. Um, I would fight like every other week at school because it was inevitable. I mean, it was inevitable. You'd get in a fight either with classmates, if not classmates, then teachers, if not teachers, some crazy stray dog that would chase you while you're walking home from school. <laughs> I mean, you know, it was it was like that. That's what that's the kind of place it is. For the first four or five months, it was it was hard to like get used to because it was so different than what me and my sister um, grew up with, you know, in Florida. So yeah, you get you know you get bullied, and it's the real kind of bullied. If you were caught. <laughs> Um, taking a dump in the bathroom stall at school. Oh, man. You would be the laugh of the whole school for the rest of the month. I don't know why it was something you just did not do at school. <laughs> you got to poop. You better hold it and wait till you get home. And, you know, me and my sister were the outsiders. So, you know, we were called Yankees. Because we were from the States, so they called us Yankees. Uh, there was also no filters. Um, if you went up to a McDonald's drive through or even went inside, um, you wouldn't hear, Hello, thank you for choosing McDonald's. May I take your order? Blah, blah, blah. It was, What you want? We don't have that. We didn't get that either. <laughs> and they would just not care at all about customer service. Um, it, it had violence over there. Um, you, it, you know, but you never really felt like you were in danger, at least not as a kid. As a kid, as a child, I never felt like I was in danger. It is a violent place. It's supposedly like one of the most violent or, um, where most of the homicides occur in the United States, but... It, you never felt that. You never really felt like uneasy or like, oh man, I don't want to go outside. Um, but the freedom was unreal. Once me and my sister got the feel of how it is over there and we understood we had to adapt, it became the best place on earth. You'd go to school and if you walked in a straight line, you were the odd one. Uh, lunchtime or recess, whatever you want to call it. 
was incredible. You could choose if you wanted to eat, and if you didn't want to eat, then you didn't have to. You could go play basketball instead, or hang out in the courtyards, or gamble, or play marbles for money. <laughs> Once the bell rang, you know, that's when, you know, like, you either go to class or you don't. It was it was kind of like a free-for-all. <laughs> there really wasn't too many rules. I, there was rules, but they weren't really, like, enforced, you know? Um, <clears throat> so this is the kind of place it was. The majority of the, the population was African-American and Hispanics. Uh, the black and Hispanic person born and raised in the Virgin Islands becomes a much different black person than the one who's raised in the States. It's really weird, but like the demeanor of the people in the islands is much more crude. It's like raw. They either like you or they don't. And if they don't, they will try their best to either fight you or make you feel like you don't belong. It's a place that makes you grow up quick and grow up tough. You know, it's not... Um, I can't say that it's a place that you would want to go to and grow up in. You know, we had no choice. And I am very happy that we had no choice because we went there not knowing anything about it. Ended up loving it. And... If we didn't go forcefully, we probably would have never gone and seen that side of the world. And it's really like a privilege to me. But it could definitely be a place of hard times for someone else. I could definitely see that happening if you go into it expecting it to be exactly how it was where you used to live because it's just so much more different. So the weather was always above 70 degrees. You would never really see too much of a cold day. <coughs> um, you wouldn't see anybody in jackets. There were probably was like a day or two that it got down to like 65 maybe but never anything major like extreme um there was like the type of music that we listened to was mostly hip-hop at least me and like my group of friends and the people who i was around was mainly you know, like older school hip hop, because for some reason, everything that was, um, I guess, up to date in the States would take at least two months to get to the Virgin Islands. Like, um, for example, um, uh, Drake. Drake became big and blah, blah, blah. It was, wow, Drake, Drake, Drake over here in the States 
while over there people were still listening to like my boo by usher you know that's uh, that's the kind of like gap that there was in between the type of music was really weird just because it was more older hip-hop and like older music never really like rock you never heard rock at all or that type of music um but it was also like hip-hop that came from the artists that were already in the virgin islands hip-hop that was like you know more local i guess uh there was a lot of reggae there was a lot of calypso uh, and of course like spanish music you would hear spanish music all the time especially for us because my family's hispanic um the the food was really mainly like seafood but there was also a lot of rice in the dishes that were made food was a huge part of the culture in the virgin islands i mean it was huge you would you would have projects at school that required you to bring in a type of food that was specific to a certain island and it was it was amazing the food was by far the most amazing thing in my opinion about it there were these like crab catching seasons and you would catch the crabs you would go out in the middle of the night and you would you would take your flashlight out and flash the the crab in the eyes and the eyes the crab would just freeze and then you'd go up to the crab and catch it and after you caught it you'd put it in a cage and feed it a bunch of coconut and feed it a bunch of different things and and it would eat it and then you would <laughs> make them nice and healthy then you'd cook the crab and you know you'd see the whole process of catching the crab cleaning the crab cooking the crab and then trying to get this crab to open so then you can eat the crab that's one example but it was like this for a lot of the food in St. Croix same thing with fish same thing with lobster same thing with you know a lot of different things the sugar cane I would be walking home with my best friend and um, we would stop at the sugarcane hut where the hut was probably 10 feet by 12 feet or so and he would make sugarcane juice and behind him was the whole plantation of the sugarcane so you could see him go back there pick up a cane come back and like make it for you put some ice in the cup and then give you the cane everything was made like so pure i guess is the word um the internet was a luxury in St. Croix. It was really really hard to get any type of internet in most places. Um there was some internet like uh, you know at, at the schools and maybe like at the mall um but you wouldn't be walking around and see oh um free wi-fi signs everywhere it was something rare and like cable tv and video games was as close as you'd get to it um 
yeah, it was it was that type of place where you would only see in movies and you don't really grasp the reality of it until you actually live it. And I love it over there. Um, once my mom got tired of St. Croix, we decided to move to Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico was cool. I really liked it over there, but it kind of got hectic for me because everything was Spanish. And I knew how to speak and understand Spanish, but I didn't want to. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I didn't want to. I knew English, Crucian, and that was it. I didn't really want to go into another dialect. So um, everything that you had to communicate with people was always in Spanish, Spanish, Spanish. So I'm thankful now. I'm very thankful now because Spanish is something... I possess that I really adore um, it lets you see the world very differently um, I believe words are what make us human God spoke everything into existence and so words are much much more important than we think so sometimes I say something in English and I think about the Spanish version of the word and I end up coming up with so many different ideas and conclusions and I get very happy because I feel like I found something out that was like rare or whatever I'll give you like an example from from like my point of view from my perspective so the word breakfast breakfast in Spanish is desayuno when you separate the word you get break and you get fast fasting is when you don't eat different cultures in different places have their own ways of fasting but for me growing up you fasted when you wanted to be in communion with God you took a day and didn't eat or maybe two days and you prayed and thanked God and it would really benefit you physically spiritually and mentally so in the old days in the days of the Bible people would fast all the time I mean, it was a normal thing because people wanted to be closer to God. They wanted God's help and they went to the utmost ways of getting in that communion with the Lord. So for them to not do it meant they were taking a break from it or they broke their fast, as in they stopped it, stopped it in the middle. So they'd eat in the mornings and people would say, I ate breakfast now that's how people talk now I ate breakfast when really if you were to tell someone back then that you ate this morning you'd say I broke fast the same exact thing applies to the word desayuno in Spanish so knowing both languages kind of exposes me to different things just because I can say oh wow um you know, I, I say the word in my head, desayuno, and I hear the word ayuno, which is the word fast in English, and I end up saying, oh, okay, I get why this is called what it is. You know, so knowing both languages now is something great, but back then, <laughs> I didn't want to know about it. Um, I started boxing in Puerto Rico. I really took a love for boxing, and I learned to fight the right way. <laughs> We stayed in Puerto Rico for about a year and it was a peaceful time. It was a good break from the lifestyle we had in St. Croix. Um, after the year, 
we moved back to Florida. And Florida was a whole nother place after seven, eight years that I was gone. There were so many more buildings now and like bridges and cars and people and just so much more congestion. And there was internet. Oh, there was internet everywhere. And the music was all like Drake, Drake, Lil Wayne. And the schools were still strict, but everyone had a phone and everyone had headphones. And I didn't have my first phone until I was like 18. But, you know, it was... A much more progressed place now. You had computers in your hand. And most you could get in St. Croix was like an iPod. <laughs> so it was different. But I liked it. I loved it. I was like, oh yeah, this is what I'm talking about. I made a lot of cool lifelong friends. Um, I loved that the school I was going to gave me a laptop to take home and I loved having a PlayStation and internet to use anywhere. We finally had Wi-Fi in our house and I got into like anime. I made a Twitter. I was on Instagram. I was loving the technology that Florida had to offer. I was loving it. Then I did some like bad stuff. Um... That I might talk about in some other podcast, but I basically got kicked out and I left Florida and I went to Tennessee, uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee. It was really nice, um, really nice, beautiful place. This was where my aunt lived. Um, my two cousins were there and I was living there rent free. I got my first job. I was handed a car by my aunt. I was good. I loved living there. Um, then I just decided to move up to Massachusetts. There I lived with a couple different family members, you know, uh, I met the love of my life. We rented a house together. I had fun. I was good. I was taking boxing a bit more serious and then COVID hit. Once COVID hit, well, Kobe died and then COVID hit. I like mentioning that Kobe died for a certain reason. Not because I like Kobe. Not because Kobe was anything to me. But I need people to remember that Kobe died and then COVID hit. Once COVID hit, I couldn't go to the gym. Everything was shut down. As you all know, and well, I decided to go back to Florida. So I packed up, went to Florida. My wife stayed in Massachusetts. Because she had a really good paying job at the time. Uh, she then moved to Florida like three or four months later. Um, I moved back to my mom's house. We talked more than we ever did before. Uh, we bonded. And I think like we really needed it. Because growing up, I would give my mom a hard, hard time. I mean, I would get in trouble all the time. I would talk back all the time and tried my best to annoy her every day so it was really good to go back home and realize a lot of things and fix a lot of things um, from there we decided we were going to move to Alaska and um, we did <laughs> so we ended up you know, getting a U-Haul 
and driving for two and a half weeks, um, getting denied at the border like three times. We saw a bunch of beautiful different kinds of bears throughout Canada. Um, a lot of different sceneries that I had never seen before, mountains and hills and it was a really nice drive even though it took forever it was a really nice drive and now we are here in Alaska and um it is hard it's a hard place to live but it's very free you feel very free up here and privileged you do feel very privileged to be in a place with so much peace and calm especially with how the world is right now um it's negative 20 degrees and i i could only speak for myself so i'm loving it um but yeah and I just started a podcast. <laughs> so if you've reached the end of this podcast, I thank you very much. I really appreciate it. And there will be more to come. Um, the next one will be based on a topic, maybe two. I'm not sure exactly what topic yet. But it will be on something. It won't be just me talking about myself. <laughs> Again, thank you. And try to view the world from different perspectives. Good night. Good night.